Hello, listener, and welcome to Unclever. I'm Blake, along with Todd and Alex, and this is our show about a large variety of topics. We invite you to browse through all of our previous episodes, and we are sure that you will find something to your liking. If not, we'd like to thank you, and we ask you to just listen anyway. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Unclever Podcast, or you can reach us by email at unclevergods at gmail.com. That's unclevergods at gmail.com. And now on with the show. All right, and welcome to Unclever. Today we get to do something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. Am I right? Yes, accurate. All sure. right. So from the time we started the podcast, um, we, I would have people that would come up to me and say, have you ever listened to this podcast or that podcast? It's like they find out you have a podcast. It's like, have you ever heard of Joe Rogan? And I'm like, no. Who's New that? name to me. <laughs> Never heard that one. Uh, but no, people come up. The and Fear Factor guy? <laughs> have you ever heard of fill in the blank podcast and fill in, and you know most of them are like no like you really never have heard they're they're yeah. very obscure and then occasionally you have somebody come up and say oh you know so and so has a podcast and they name someone that you both know yeah right and then did y'all have that at all no I got a lot of oh you're starting a podcast yeah yeah a little bit of, a little bit of that what's yeah. it, like, they look at you and say what's it going to be about yeah uh-huh. a lot of that and now I have people ask me what's it about <laughs> 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 we haven't figured that out yet uh, but no one of the ones I got uh, really quickly was people saying um, do you know so and so has a podcast and they named our guest that's with us today and I was like really. And then they told me what it was about. And I was like, wait, who? What? <laughs> and the guest I'm referring to is Miss Stephanie Miller. I'm going to say hello. Hello. Miss Stephanie Miller, <laughs> she has the Killer Kind podcast, which, by the way, that's a solid name. Yeah. Thank agree. You. Yeah. Thank you. We, we were all kind of impressed by the name. Your, your branding is on point. So much, <laughs> much more clever than ours. But, um, <laughs> Anyway, but no, people told me they were, they were like, uh, Stephanie Miller has a podcast and it is, the name of it is Killer Kind and it's um, basically like a true crime podcast. And when they, t- and the first person that told me that, I didn't believe them. And then I asked, <laughs> you're a liar. I asked <laughs> these two guys, I asked these two guys and they both, neither one of you knew, did you? No, I had no, no idea. And they were, and my first response was, does Brett know? <laughs> right. Does, does he know? Does he know that she has this podcast? And then also, like, does her mama know? Like, because let me just say that, like, your mom is one of the sweetest ladies on the mm-hmm. planet. And what I want to ask you more than anything about your podcast today is, is that really how she is? Or is that like her church persona? No, that's <laughs> no, that is how she is, really. I swear. <laughs> but yeah, she's kind uh, of rugged side too. <laughs> she, no, she's a uh, no, she's awesome. She's super, super sweet. And um, but so yeah, killer kind. First off, so just right out of the gate, mm-hmm. can you give us like a synopsis? Like, how did this happen? 
Unless y'all have uh, any particular questions before that. I think, right. that I think that was my first yeah, question. Okay. So, start. And how did this happen? And, and maybe not necessarily the podcast as mm-hmm. much as like, how in the world did you get interested in true crime stuff? And yeah. then specifically like the podcast. Okay. And so it may be wrong. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> Way better than the first one. <laughs> Should we do that? <laughs> that was better. Oh, yeah, we don't need to talk about people being murdered and then... Right. No, it needs to be. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Right. I quit. I'll, I'll leave those alone. So, yeah. So, yeah. How, how'd this happen? Yeah, so I kind of always liked, you know, ID Network, Snapped, all the things, probably from my mom, believe it or not. What What, what is that? It's like true crime things on TV. It's oh, like okay. shows on TV. It's like their thing. It's all they talk about. Is did y'all know what she was talking stuff. about? No. Okay. So yeah. this is more of like a like female. You're dealing with some noobs. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so they were like shows on TV. Okay. And then I was working an office job and found out about podcasts in general. And so I started listening to true crime podcasts. I was like, hey, you can listen to this at work. You don't have to be in front of a TV. Yeah. And so the first podcast I ever listened to was a true crime podcast. And I listened to it for probably about, I don't know, almost 10 years. And then 2019, I was like, you know, I wonder if I could do this. Because I had friends that had started podcasts and stuff. And I thought... Mm. Maybe I could do it, but then I got pregnant, and I was like, "I'll just wait." So, what? Before we talk about how your sure. child's named after me, let's talk about <laughs> how. Uh, you, what suck, like? What about true crime? Like, what sucked you into that? I don't know. I think I'm kind of the person that's like, I want to know how to avoid worst case scenarios. <laughs> like, what are the ways that somebody can attack me? How do I protect myself? Like, okay, that's so kind of what you started. You walked in this room and you were looking for every exit. Every exit. By the way, that <laughs> is a, not an exit right there. There is a giant butcher knife on that table <laughs> right there. No right. exaggeration. I've already spotted it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I think just kind of being aware that the world is a scary place and to know, like, I don't know, kind of how to protect yourself. And then... Okay. I don't know. That's kind of what got me started. It kind of sharing stories and hopefully like learning lessons and stuff like that. But why do you think that? And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to like take over y'all. Y'all chime in, whatever you got. (laughs) Why do you think women are more drawn to than me? You think that's I was I was about to say something along those lines of that. I'm just now thinking about this, but like my mother-in-law, I can think (laughs) of several women who were into yeah true crime stuff but it's gonna take me a minute to think of some dudes yeah <laughs> they're right. watching uh, id network or I, I feel like i'm gonna chime in here and say that i am <laughs> are you yeah you're in a true crime so pod- I, I like i watch a lot of documentaries i've listened mm-hmm. to some podcasts like serial and mm-hmm. up and vanish and things like that um probably been on reddit a few times yeah. huh <laughs> I've, I've watched stuff along these lines a few times but it's not something Mm-hmm. that I really dive into, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe because of how you answered is like, cause I've had my wife talk to me about that kind of stuff before. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you don't have to think about like when you're downtown and like walking right. by yourself right. and you know, all this kind of stuff. Cause it's like, no, nobody want me, you know, like what are they going to do with me? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of what I was thinking too. Just like women, we have to be on the defense, it, which is sad, but we kind of always have to be, or we think about it in our head. Like, how could I get snatched up right now? Like yeah. I'm in a sketchy place and we shouldn't have to think like that, but I think men don't usually have to. Right. And so maybe we're more drawn to it. Cause well, of that. maybe uh, <laughs> since you've gotten into this, yeah, that mentality is, I mean, that kind of stuff has grown exponentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're more aware of all the mm-hmm. trafficking and all that. Yep. yep. And for me, I have two little girls. 
Mm-hmm. So we're not, I mean, Blake, you know how it is. Yeah. If you're in a crowd of anybody, mm-hmm. anybody you don't know, I mean, you could be at church. You're always like, make sure. Yeah. Where are they? Yeah. Where are they right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That is. Um, so back to maybe my, my first question, mm-hmm. how does your husband feel about this? <laughs> like, does he sleep with one eye open or? I mean, he always <laughs> makes jokes that he does, but I have, if I've learned nothing else, I have learned that you're always going to get caught. And about the killer always gets caught. No matter how long it takes, they're going to get caught. So he's okay. safe. I couldn't do that. I got you. <laughs> does, uh, well, do, let me, does he listen to your podcast? No. He does shout me out sometimes, but he doesn't listen. He's he does a, what? He, does, he shouts me out to people. Like, oh, he'll say, like, oh, you know, my wife has a podcast. Promotes, it's great. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He promotes you. Yeah, uh, exactly. Does he listen to our podcast? I think he's listened to a couple episodes. So. so maybe he'll start listening to yours now that we're promoting you. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. So we need you to promote us so that our wives will yes. listen to our podcast because they won't, they won't listen. That's None hilarious. of them will listen. No, yeah. Well, I'm yours not. listens. Yeah, Holly listens and then coaches me. <laughs> <laughs> coaches them on how to yeah. use words. Yeah. I still don't think – my wife has not listened to one full episode of our podcast yet. Oh, no. She's, I like it. I think it's well, funny. Yeah. She doesn't. <laughs> Does your wife laugh at you ever? Just out of curiosity, does she laugh laugh at any of your jokes or anything? Not I get, normally. I get like one a year. Maybe there's a there's like a, a rapid decline. I think in yeah. the laughing for me yeah. started off way up there seven years in. It's just you know, <laughs> every we're, now we're in ten now. years now. So now. Yeah, like you would like say three or four times a year, I'll get a good laugh. Eighty percent of your laughs came before you got married. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably that might be, accurate. That might we, be low. We, yeah, it might be. We dated for five years, so yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we dated for a year and 80% of my life. <laughs> we dated for a year, and then we had been married. We Let's see, we got married in 2004. So that makes, was this year our 17 or 18? 18? This year was 18, is that right? If you've already had it, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was in May. Yeah, it's 18. Okay. Appreciate that. Glad Math. she don't listen. Math. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would say, yeah, so one year compared to 18 years, 80% of my laughs came. Still putting up shots at home, though, right? <laughs> oh, shoot oh. or shoot. That's yeah. Right yeah. That's it. And so I didn't realize maybe until, well, two things, okay? Mm-hmm. One was I didn't realize how big true crime podcasts were. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a big deal. Yeah, like, huge, right? that would have been a way better idea for us. <laughs> right, for sure. <laughs> but now you done got the market corner, right. so <laughs> exactly. we got to stay out of it. Um, but I didn't realize, yeah, like what what a big audience that there is for them. Because I had, mm-hmm. since we started our podcast, like, like I said, people mentioning yours to us, but then also people, several people coming up to me and mentioning, you know, podcasts that cover true crime, specifically one that a lot of everybody knows I grew up in Walker County. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's the one from the guy who was murdered in Empire. Mm-hmm. And I know their family. And mm-hmm. so they will come up to me and they'll ask me, like, do you know this family? And they'll tell me the name. And I'm like, yeah, I know them. I'm yeah. familiar with them. But I've had a lot of people that have listened to that podcast mm-hmm. tell, you know, come up. Talk. I just didn't realize how big of a deal true mm-hmm. crime podcasts were until. We started a podcast. I find out, okay, yeah, true crime podcasts are a big deal. And then secondly, one of mine and Alex's favorite shows, our favorite show, do you watch Only Murders in the Building? No, I've seen. You got to. It. it looks good. I know. I sh- definitely You have watch a it. true crime podcast. <laughs> I know. I it's a good to. time. It's, yeah, it's a good time. And it's 
a show essentially about them making a true crime podcast. Right. So anyway, you got you got to you got to check that out. Yeah, definitely. So if somebody comes and listens to Killer Kind, hold on, Killer Kind. <laughs> what are, what are they going to hear? What are they going to hear? What tell us tell us about your journey in that so far? Cuz you've been going how long? Um just over 2 years. Yeah, 2020. Wow. Mhm. Wow. It's a good run. How many episodes is that for you? Oh, I don't know. I do like bi-weekly episodes every 2 weeks, if that's the right word. Every 2 weeks, so. Okay. Yeah. So So you're not sure how many episodes? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I've done a lot. Let's see. Okay. It'd be about I'm 50 not a something. Gal. Okay. Yeah, Probably. that's a lot. Probably in the fifty range. Yeah. That math checks a- out to me. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds good. <laughs> it takes a lot to do anything for that long. Mm-hmm. So what um, do, is well? I don't want you because I want you to highlight. I want you to tell us about a case and you know anything you got in particular. Mm-hmm. But um, can you give us just a couple of like what have been some of your highlights as far as cases? Yeah, I think the most, I mean, most cases that I cover are, like, smaller, like, lesser-known cases. But I also like covering, like, the bigger ones. I always do, like, a Halloween series, and it's usually, like, a more popular case, like the Black Dahlia and, um, like, serial killer cases and stuff like that. I really... You said that like we're supposed to know what that is. I, I looked he at Alex. I looked oh, at yeah, Alex, and I think he knows. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was a pretty popular one. It's brutal. But I think... I really like covering the disappearance cases because I think they need to be shared. And there's a few that have like really intrigued me. I got you. Covered and, and that's why you like, because you just feel like the more people talking about it. Yeah. I think all of them have a potential of being solved. And so if somebody is just speaking about it, then it could just get into the right person's ears. And I got you. So it's up. like a calling then. Yeah, essentially. So either episode is like a disappearance that it should be shared so somebody can come forward or maybe they saw something that they didn't know they that was important and then it could solve the case that kind of thing or we're sharing a story about somebody who went through something who could hopefully learn something like red flags to look out for or learn something from that episode too mm. yeah so how, how long would you say you spend like researching a case um at least a week and that's with a full-time job and having a child and husband so just kind of mm-hmm. here I, you know here and there but takes about a week or so to pull an episode together. Oh, that's cool. But I give myself two weeks just in case. <laughs> Where are you usually looking for information, like when you're doing research? Really just Google. I mean, I kind of start with cases that I either like have just come across, like heard some other podcaster talking about that sounded interesting or one that I've heard about. I just kind of have a list going and then just Google like news articles or police reports that are posted online, court records, things like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And so, like, what do you do? I think I know this, but for the audience, what do you do for your full-time job? I work as a treatment coordinator for an orthodontic office in okay. Birmingham. So, yeah, four days a week. Yeah. That, all right. That's uh, <laughs> that. I was expecting you to, you know, say that you sit outside the police office or police station right? and, like, paid guys off. And, <laughs> I wish. Like, <laughs> Exactly. I know I should be like a lawyer or private investigator. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever, like as you're doing research, have you ever gotten to the point where you feel like I'm in too deep right now? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like somebody's going to show up. Yeah, like somebody's watching. Yeah. 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 I've been. I could could see getting that feeling. Oh, yeah. I've been warned away from cases like you're talking about in Walker County. Like 
Really? Sitting at the hair salon. I'm like, oh, I might cover this one. And they're like, no. the girl next to me is like, don't do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so like, that's been scary. I don't really cover yeah. too many in Alabama for that reason. I get a little nervous. I haven't listened to that the particular podcast that they're talking about. And there may be several, but, mm-hmm. but uh, I haven't listened to it because I know the people. Right. And so I feel like that will really weird me out mm-hmm. to like hear yeah. people that I know about be or that I know be talked about like right. that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Right. Well, um, yeah, so you got one that you want to share with us? I do. We we would, I would, and so here's the deal. Alex was curious. Mm-hmm. He wanted to know, like, yes. what are you going to talk about? Because mm-hmm. I guess because he's a true crime fan, I didn't know that. I also like to research. Okay. So <laughs> here's what I did. When okay. you sent it to me, uh-huh. I sent it over to him, and I did not look it up because I wanted to hear it for the first time got it. now. Okay. So, because uh, I wanted to see if I could figure out what was going on or I don't know if it's like that or not. Maybe this one's open and shut. I don't know, but yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it well, is solved. <laughs> okay. Good deal. Well, that yeah. makes me feel better. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you have for spoiler alert, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> <Disclaimer>. My bad. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, this is one that I covered recently on the podcast. It's about Alicia Bromfield. She was a 21 year old girl, college student working kind of part-time at Home Depot and she had this boss named Brian Cooper who was a little flirty, inappropriate, but also like anger issues and had issues with everybody that worked there. Um, But Alicia was working for him trying to stay on his good graces and she kind of had a friendship with him as much as she could even though he was terrible to work for. Um, And she ends up getting pregnant in the spring of 2012 and she ends up having to tell her boss that she's pregnant one because she's like his baby or no not his baby so sorry not his baby baby's daddy was not involved but she was looking forward to being a mom and and she had her whole life ahead of her she was in college she was studying like forensic psychology i believe and yeah so she was a hard worker and she knew what she wanted but Anyway, so the summer of 2012, she tells her boss that she's pregnant and needs to kind of take a step back from lifting heavy things and things like that. And he kind of blows up on her, but then also offers to like step in as like, you know, taking her doctor's appointments, things like that. And she's like, no, I'm good. You know, that kind of thing. So he ends up inviting her to his sister's wedding. And at first she's like, no, like that's kind of weird. We're not in that kind of relationship. But he was like, you know, I just need a date. I'm supposed to walk her down the aisle. Like, please go with me. Just be my date. And so she's like, reluctantly agrees. Her family's a little nervous about it just because he's been, you know, volatile and stuff at work. But again, they've maintained a friendship. So they go off to this wedding. It's about a three hour drive. They had to stay at a hotel and they stay together. And the wedding goes off without a hitch. This is in um, August, I believe, of 2012. And Wedding goes off without a hitch. They do get into an argument right after the wedding. And she basically tells him, like, look, we're not going to be friends when we get back. Tomorrow morning, we're leaving here. You're never going to see me again. We're not going to be friends. And he basically, like, blows up on her. She falls asleep. She thinks nothing of it. And then he kind of continues drinking because they were drinking at the wedding. Not much. Wedding guests said everything was normal between the two while at the wedding. She was a little awkward around him, but but nothing more than just friends. Um, And so they get back to the room. They get in this fight. She goes to bed, thinks nothing about it. Well, then he starts kind of drinking more and gets pretty much intoxicated, he says, and just realizes that he's not going to have it. He's not going to be okay with them not being friends. And he decides to kill her. He 
we'll get into the confession a little bit later, but he says that I decided to hurt her basically. And so he starts prepping. He gets like phone cords and stuff like that to strangle her. And he basically jumps on top of her in the bed and starts strangling her. And she's freaking out, you know, like, what are you doing? And keep in mind, she's six months pregnant at this point. And so she's telling him, don't do this, like, for the baby, you know, things like that. And he ends up basically just disregarding that. And they end up on the floor, and he continues to strangle her until she dies. And it's horrible, but he continues to strangle her, and she passes away. So they're in this hotel room, and he takes it one step further and actually sexually assaults her mm. after she's deceased. And then he decides, I know, it's rough. It is That's rough. It's crazy. Yeah, and so he's just horrible. But anyway, so he decides, you know, he's going to kill himself at this point. He's just to that point where he just wants to die. So he tries to kill himself with, I think, like a butter knife or something random, and it obviously doesn't work. So... He decides the next morning, leaves her there that night, stays in the hotel room like a few feet away from her, and then decides the next morning that he's going to try to go drown himself in like a nearby lake. Again, that doesn't work. He panics. Can't do it. So he goes to a local gas station, and there's security footage showing him getting there. He's still clothed in like all his wet clothes from being in the lake trying to drown himself. And so he gets out and walks in, and he asks to call 911. So the teller says, okay, and she dials 911, and he basically says that he needs to report a murder, and the dispatch is like, okay, how do you know there's a murder? Like, what happened? And he was like, well, I witnessed it, and he was, she was like, okay, what do you mean? Like, where and who? And he said, at this hotel, and um, I know that she's dead, basically, because I did it. And the lady's like, okay, stay on the phone. And so the police arrive within like five minutes and take him down to the station and he gives a full confession he sits there and says like why the two were there and how he got so angry and didn't mean to but he killed her and all this kind of stuff he has a full confession goes into like all these details and they obviously arrest him and charge him with two counts of first degree intentional homicide because one for Alicia and one for her unborn baby and then like you know, for the sexual assault as well. Mm -hmm. And so, but what's mind blowing about this case is that he gives his full confession, gives all these details, and then he pleads not guilty when it comes to the trial. He claims insanity or so he claims voluntary intoxication, which I, which I guess is probably self-explanatory. Basically he's saying that he was so intoxicated that he knew that it would cause harm, but he didn't knowingly, kill this girl wow yet he gave this i know he gave this full detailed confession yet he can sit there and say that he was too intoxicated to know what he was even doing Hmm. it just doesn't make sense but either way sadly they have to go to trial and her whole family has to sit through this trial hear all these details and a lot comes out in the trial that he was also um you know they had a friendship and he would often ask her to go walk his dog at his apartment well, during the police investigation, they found video recordings of, like, spy camera footage of Alicia inside his apartment in his bathroom. So when she would go to the bathroom, there was footage. Creeper. It was, yeah. Absolute creeper. Disgusting. But it didn't stop there. He also took spy camera footage with them to the wedding inside their hotel room. 
And so there's obviously like video of her getting out of the shower and things like that. So all of this should be like a slam dunk against this guy. Yeah. But basically the jury ends up deadlocking on the verdict. So that means that two people in the jury believed his defense of voluntary intoxication. Good. Meaning they couldn't charge him with the first degree intentional homicide. It makes How? you wonder like where they where do they find people? Literally, I know. I know, and on top of that, it was two females that were the the jurors. The two wow. females that blew my mind even more. It was like, oh wow, you witnessed this man like that, creep on this. Girl. That had to be like his like his defense had to be they as they were interviewing jurors. They had they had to be like, okay, these people look like they've partied. Right. Yeah. Like they've tied one on real yeah. hard. You know right. what I mean? Like it had yeah. to be something like that. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It was. It was crazy. And, you know, obviously Alicia's family was super upset. He was still charged with a sexual assault, but um, that didn't put him in jail for long. And so they were going to do a retrial. Um, and But while that was happening, before that happened, Alicia's mom pretty much rallied and decided to um, advocate to have the voluntary intoxication claim or like defense taken out of the courts. She's like, I don't want to have another mom or, you know, parent have like be able to have this as an, an excuse basically for yeah. murder. I mean, I can't, I, it blew my mind when you were started talking about that. Like, I how know. does that even, how is it even? Yeah. Cause if, if they don't, the dude says I did it. If it's the yeah. next day, <laughs> yeah. a breathalyzer is not going to matter. So right. yeah, like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they would have no hard evidence whatsoever to, prove that he was intoxicated it was just based on his word right Right. exactly that's like the most mind-blowing thing to me like listening to these things watching these type of cases all the time is how much harder it is when you know you you, a lot of times you'll know it's this person they did it right but actually getting them convicted is so much harder than you think it would be so hard it always blows my mind Mm -hmm. i mean yeah with the confession a videotaped confession you would think you wouldn't even have to like go to trial and then he pleads this stupid defense Oh, that makes Lord. no sense. I know. So he's not in jail? So, yes. So basically, she, that Alicia's mom rallies against this defense option, gets it taken out of court in Wisconsin, which is where the case took place, um, and then also 31 other states. So that was good. However, yeah. the voluntary intoxication defense was basically grandfathered in to this second trial. And so basically the police had to go back or the defense team had to go back and, and find, basically they found new witnesses from the wedding to show what their relationship was like and what, how, just how intoxicated he was. And, and basically other like friends and family that, um, that had, had basically witnessed his actions towards her. She had some coworkers, um, that had come forward basically saying I was, you know, treated terribly by this guy like I've seen his violent outburst and during his confession he actually was asked have you hurt anyone else before and apparently he had tied up a former girlfriend because she wouldn't listen to him or something like that she never came forward but that came out in this trial the second trial so and basically the second jury they found him guilty of two counts of first degree Intentional homicide. How, long, how long was the gap between trials? It was a year. Okay. So 2013 was the first trial. 2014 was the second trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which and the guy was in jail for that long, but he also received life in prison. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, and it happened in 2012. It, yes. The murder took place in 2012. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what their age difference was? Yes. He was 36 and she was 21. 
And she had started working for Home Depot when she was 16. So for him to have some sort of like infatuation with her was... And for them to be like traveling together. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Her... She was kind of like questioned during like the media or like with the media, like why is she even go with this guy? And I think she was just so nice. And since she was pregnant, she didn't want to lose her job and she didn't want to basically anger this guy. Like she kind of wanted to please him as much as possible, which is horrible that she felt like she had to do that yeah. despite his actions towards her. Cause he's acted out and called her different names and, for even being pregnant, and then, but then when, the next day he loves her and is obsessed with her, and do it's you, disgusting. Do you think without the confession, mm-hmm. if he had just been like evidence tied to him, okay, somehow yeah. the first trial, mm-hmm. how do you think that would have went? I don't know. I think it, I think it, it would have been more likely to convict him. Yeah, I think the dude was really smart. I mean, it, it yeah. sounds bad, but I think he knew what he was doing when he did the confession. Right. And I don't think he tried to kill himself. Right. That's some weak attempts to kill yourself. Very weak, yeah. But mm-hmm. he had that story saying, look at me, I feel so bad, I want to kill myself. Right. Here it is, this is what I did. Jur- some jurors are going to sympathize with that. Right. Like, he was in, like, a rage due to the alcohol the night before, but the next day he realized what he yeah. did. Like, yeah, maybe trying to make himself look better, despite what he did. Right. Wow. That blows my mind. Now I'm intrigued. Now I want to hear more cases. <laughs> yes. Because uh, that's, um, that's wild. I, I cannot know. believe that he would get through a trial and I know. with all that stacked against him like that. I know. That's crazy. It was crazy. Hmm. All I can think about is nobody tries to drown themselves. That, Literally. Yeah. That just like, possible. yeah, like, you <laughs> can't do that. That's what you were saying. Like, he's either really smart or like. Dumber than a sack of hands. Exactly. Yeah. You There's can't. no middle ground. You, that, that is, you don't that drown would be yourself. the worst you would, way. Yeah. And you yeah. have to tie something really heavy to yourself. I know. It's like, here's yeah. 100 <laughs> options on how to kill yourself. Where's that? That's 101 right there. Yeah. <laughs> really. I know. Yeah. It. I wouldn't have believed it. And maybe I still don't believe that part, but he came in the gas station so he went close. He yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think, the dude, I think the yeah. dude jumped in a leg. That was part of He knew, I'm going to go to a gas yeah. station where there's a camera. True. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. You're scaring me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> telling you. One question I had for so that like there's obviously some stuff in that that's like hard to hear, hard to listen to. Mm-hmm. Is there is there any one case in particular that just like messed you up, like where it would uh, made you like made you scared? I'll be I, I watched the uh, the Night Stalker documentary mm-hmm. and from like the 80s or whatever. I finished the documentary. I went and locked the front door to the house. I locked me and Holly in the bedroom that night. <laughs> yeah. I was messed up. Yeah. I had to come up to the church later on that week, and then hey, I had yeah. to dump some. Hey, dude, this place at night. I was up here at night. I had to dump yourself. some trash solo. <laughs> I sprinted to the dumpster, <laughs> dropped the trash, and sprinted to the car and wheeled out. And the whole time, you're saying under your breath, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Literally. But is there any case in particular that's just, like, stuck with you or, or made you feel like that? Um... I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. I think, well, one, because I watched the John Wayne Gacy documentary on Netflix. Yeah. I think that freaks me out because it's the people that are like good in front oh, yeah. of everybody else. Yeah. And then behind closed doors, they're like yeah. a serial killer. Literally. Yeah. It makes you wonder like yeah. how many twisted people you actually know Literally. that you don't know that you know. Literally. That, um, what would you say 
as far as like the cases that you do, mm-hmm. what portion are like solved cases versus unsolved? I do majority solved cases. Okay. I throw in a disappearance every now and then that is okay. really intrigued me, but it's majority solved cases. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. It's been educational <laughs> for me. Y'all have any other questions? No. It was a good listen on the podcast, by the way. Okay, thank you. And when yeah. you were talking right now, I looked away purposely, and I was like, I'm listening to the podcast. <laughs> she's she's in the zone, yeah. right in the pocket. I will say this. Like, you have a good voice, and uh, so much so that, like, when I came across your podcast, like, I was playing it in our office one day, uh-huh. and somebody was like, we need to get her to do a voice voiceover for sermon intros. Yes. So, so that might be coming down the pipe if you're okay with yes, that. Yes, I'm so, down. I'm down. Anyway, but <laughs> so you. yeah, thanks so much. And your your is killer kind, mm-hmm. Stephanie Miller, and it is available everywhere. Everywhere, Apple, Spotify, awesome, all the playlists. So y'all check it out, killer kind, Stephanie Miller. Right on. Again, Thank really you. appreciate you being with us today, and we'll have you back sometime if you want yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. That's if you if you hadn't been like weirded out by no. us <laughs> and the random butcher, and butcher, the butcher knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be on a on a case. Yes. Butcher knife. I went into their room and there was a butcher knife <laughs> on the table. There was no point in it being there. There was no cake. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next time, guys. Oh, I know.